to Totalus Rankium. This week, Leo Six. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperors Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine Eleven. And this is episode 122, Leo Six. Ooh. Or Leo the Wise. Ooh, that bodes well. It does bode well, doesn't it? What image do you get? Long beard, long yeah. grey hair, uh, makes good decisions, thinks carefully about things. I think he's somebody who's going to focus on policy more than anything else. Right, okay. He's going to try and sort out the internal stuff. Yeah. Because he's wise. Nice. Rather than, let's go kill more Persians. No, because they're gone. Let, <laughs> that wouldn't be wise. <laughs> no, let's go and kill more of the caliphate. Yeah, which, I mean, you do obviously get Persian people in the caliphate. But, but let's not get sidetracked. No. Let's do a brief mini recap. Really, really brief. So I've lost my old booklet, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basil became emperor, remember? After yes. he killed his friend, his good friend, Michael III. In jail, slit his throat. No, no. No? Michael III drunkenly went to bed. They bent Oh, the, that uh, was it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was getting confused. Yeah. See, I've got my notes. Hands chopped off, stabby stabby. Yeah, that was it. That's it. Michael III died. He's well dead. Yeah. Basil became emperor. Yay. See, we, we gave him Genesis R, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Very successful. He yeah. He's getting gaining ground. Yeah, and then he was, like, torn apart by a wild stag for <laughs> I remember that story. Yeah. Oh, where was I remembering that? Yeah, it was this morning. I was typing up some Greek planning, so we're doing the ancient Greeks. Not nice. as good. No. Um, but, um, and I was thinking, oh, where was that, where was that stag story from? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. Right, uh, the patriarch is Photius at the moment. Photius, oh yes. You remember it was in Ingenius, and then it was uh, Photius, and yeah. then it was Ingenius. Yeah. And then it was Photius again. A bit of ping pong. Yeah, yeah. Ping pong prefix. Right, that's all you need to know, really, because we'll cover everything else whilst we go through it. So here we go. Leo, born in 866 to Eudocia Ingerina. Nice. The daughter of the Viking. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Bit of rough. <laughs> yes. Here we have, straight away, right at the start, a little bit of scandal for you. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. Because scandal. immediately we get to speculate. Who is the father? <laughs> Who's the daddy? Because if you remember, Basil married Eudocia, so she had access to Michael III, because she was Michael III's mistress. Yes. Soon after Basil and Eudocia get married, Leo is born. So... Who's, who's the daddy? I want scandal. I want full-on breaking the lineage. Yeah, you're going he's, for Michael. He's Michael's son, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think that the reason why Basil got married to Eudocia was so Eudocia could be with Michael, and I think they were with each other regularly after that. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, it seems that Leo, born around this time, actually belongs to Michael, which interestingly means that this is now a continuation of the Amorian dynasty, and Basil's actually just a blip, not the founder of the dynasty. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Ooh, we've rewritten history. Well, not really. This is the uh, generally um, accepted version of things by historians. It's Michael's son. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I mean, there's always the we can never be certain, but it, it seemed like... Historians love a scandal, don't oh, they? they love a scandal. A good scandal. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Even though there's no evidence to back it up in any way. <laughs> it's fine. Well, they wouldn't stand up in court, let's no. just say that. Be a weird court. I'm not sure what's going on in that court. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely hints, and we'll, we'll go over those in a bit. 
Anyway, one of the main hints, however, was, of course, that Basil hated Leo, like, despised the boy. Really? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big hint, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, imagine the birthday presents. Opens up a box, look beautifully wrapped, yeah. but inside, big pile of poo with a feather in it. It all started when, like, one of the aunties said, oh, doesn't he have his father's eyes? <laughs> Basil looks down at these blue eyes. I've got brown eyes. <laughs> And then all he can see in his mind's eye is, oh. is that image of Michael pleading for his life with no hands. Oh. With his big blue eyes staring up at him. Yeah. Please, Basil, don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it all started. However, uh, against this argument that Michael's the father is Basil and Eudocia do actually have quite a few children of their own once Michael's disposed of. Um, so... Uh, who knows? Who knows? But we're saying it's Michael's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, either way, it's safe to conclude that at the very least, Basil has his doubts. Yeah. Nagging, they were. Now our son is drinking quite a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, when Leo was only a year old, his official father killed his biological father in a stabby stabby coup. At the time, Leo didn't care. Cavalier attitude to it. <laughs> Just How was he? One. Yeah, water off a duck's back. Yeah, uh, people asked him about it. Didn't even blink an eye. Nope. No. Uh, but this is not because he was some kind of psychopath. No. No, apparently one-year-olds are just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird. I did some research. Oh, well, apparently he cried a bit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, incidental. Yes. Anyway, Leo grew up and soon was being taught by one of the most prominent men of learning in the Empire, none other than the, the deposed patriarch, Photius. Hmm. Yes, he's, he's off the throne of the patriarchy at the moment. Uh, Leo, under uh, his tutelage and others, uh, developed a love for learning. Yeah. Like a serious love for learning. Was never seen without a book in his hand kind of thing. Loser. Uh, yeah. He threw himself into theology and philosophy and other subjects that were popular at the time. And this love of learning never leaves him at all. And due to this and some works he does himself later... He is known as Leo the Wise. Oh. For some other reasons as well, but we'll go into that later. Leo the Bookworm. Yeah, he's a bit of Leo a Leo the Nerd. He's a bit of a nerd. Bit of a bookworm. That's all right. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. S some of the ladies like that. Yes. Yeah. Not many, but some. Some, some. At least that's uh, what we kept telling ourselves. <laughs> yeah. When we were at school. Yeah. Yeah. During this time, whilst he was learning, uh, Leo was also second in line to the throne. Because obviously Basil is the emperor, but he has a clear favourite, and that is his heir and his eldest son, Constantine. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. Now this is Leo's half brother. Yeah. So different mothers. Constantine was off fighting the caliphate with Basil, whilst Leo stayed at home with his books, doing a bit of reading, a bit That's of life reading, philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then occasionally Basil and Constantine would come back, swords dripping with blood, slapping each other on the back. <laughs> Good fight, son. Well done. And then Basil would just look over at Leo, just reading a book. Leo looks up. Oh, did, did, did you manage to kill anything? Shut up, boy. <laughs> You'll never learn about killing from a book. And he just slaps the book out of Leo's hand. The book spirals across the room, takes the head off one of the servants. Yeah, the book falls oh. to the floor, zooms in, killing for dummies. The irony <laughs> laid on thick. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you just get the feeling Leo wasn't well-liked by his father, probably not by Constantine, no. uh, but his mother stuck by him. Good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Leave my little bookworm alone. Yes. Uh, anyway, one day Basil and Constantine came back, their swords dripping with even more blood than usual. Those servants must be really annoyed. It's like, <laughs> wipe your sword. The yes. mate doesn't come out of granite. It's like, you've been travelling back for literally two months. How is your sword still bloody? <laughs> come on, it's not hard. Um, yeah, uh, they, they'd done really well. They'd uh, defeated the caliphate, and nice. Basil decided it's time for a triumph. Hooray. Hooray. Huge celebrations were had. Uh, everyone cheered, racing in the Hippodrome. I imagine Leo probably just stayed in his room with his box, probably. Maybe joined in a bit. Maybe sat there in the in the stadium with a book. Yeah, yeah. I did that once at a football match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glad I did. It's a Ben Bover book as well. No, not Ben Bover. Uh, Clive Custler book. Oh, yeah. Awful. Yeah, awful. Like you, you don't need much thought in those sort of books, kind of things. Just a lovely, just a story to get your mind out of it. But that was more interesting than the football game. Yeah, yeah. who was playing? Coventry and someone else. <laughs> right. Okay, I can understand. Yeah, so Leo was probably like that. Yeah, he was probably occasionally uh, just sneaking down a look to try and read the next few lines whenever <laughs> his father wasn't looking. Yeah. And he'd just get to a really interesting book and then a big clip around the back of the head. What are you doing, boy? I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, maybe that. <laughs> Dealing with tricky parents. But then, all of a sudden, Constantine dies. He does. Yeah. The Empire suddenly had a new heir. Much to Basil's horror, no. it was his son, sort of, Leo. Now, we don't really know how Leo reacts to this. Possibly not that interested. Because Leo's just discovered something. There's more to life than books. Oh. Girls. Yay. You read about them in a book. Yeah. Like, yes. let's, let's find out what this is all about then, shall we? <laughs> Men are from Mars, chapter one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in particular, he had discovered the daughter of a minor official in the palace called Zoe. Ooh. Oh, yes. Very much his real father's son here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can speculate he's around 16 years old, and he just starts spending all day with his books, and then in the evenings, getting to know Zoe. Oh. Yeah. Book in hand. <laughs> book in hand. Like, but it says <laughs> here, darling. <laughs> if I put this here, and move this 90 degree, ooh. Well, there we go. <laughs> Wonderful. We've finished the puzzle. <laughs> now, how about a bout of sex? <laughs> anyway, uh, however... This romance, whirlwind romance, you just imagine it, in the palace. Uh, they're both young, they're in love. They're, they're doing, oh, it's got the horn. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing things they, they they only just discovered. It's an exciting mm. time for them. But then Basil finds out. Oh, a really awkward way, or...? <laughs> Son, I've got to be... Oh, my God! No! Not like that! What book are you reading? Oh... <laughs> Yeah, um, no, we don't know how Basil finds out. Probably just told by someone in the palace. Yeah, Basil's not happy with uh, this affair. After all, Leo's the heir, whether Basil likes it or not. So if he's the heir, he's got to be like doing this properly, not just going off with anyone. Because <laughs> emperors never do that. Oh, yeah, of course not. Um, yeah, so it was decided it's about time that Leo gets married. If he's going to start doing that, <laughs> then he's got to, like, it's got to be official. Yeah. <laughs> so Leo's mother, Eudocia, arranged for a bridal show. Yay. However, it was not Leo who got to choose the wife, but Basil. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this one will do for 
me, and you can have that one over there. Yeah, you'll be pleased to know these bridal shows uh, kind of go away now. We, we've oh, had good. them for a bit. Yeah, good. it's just a bit horrible, isn't it? Like I say, there is a theory that all of these bridal show stories are actually made up, and there's little evidence to support they happened. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, there's a good chance they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Romans would do. Yeah. Bad Romans. <laughs> anyway, Leo's got a new wife. This is the daughter of another bureaucrat, and her name is Theofano. And Leo, not happy with his new wife. I mean, she's not Zoe for a start. She doesn't do that thing in the book. <laughs> yes. Leo was also less than pleased when Basil arranged for Zoe to marry another official in the palace, just to make really sure. So uh, Zoe's married off as well. So young lovers split apart. Oh. Yeah. But Leo's woes were not ended there, because soon after this, his mother dies. Oh no. His and, one sort of Well, yeah, I mean, shield. Eudocia is the only reason why Basil's not truly awful to Leo. Uh, and now she's suddenly gone. Basil no longer found any reason to be even civil to his not-really-son. Things get a bit tense in the palace. Awkward lunches. Yeah. Now, for reasons lost to time, Photius who was now patriarch again, and his bishop friend, Theodore, did not want Leo to be the heir. As I mentioned last time, we don't really know why this is. Perhaps they thought they could control one of the other sons a bit better. Mm. Um, He's read things. Yeah, maybe. He knows things. So. Uh, yeah, uh, we just don't know. But they arrange a plot, this is the plot we covered last time, when Leo took out a knife whilst they were hunting, and Basil used this as an excuse to say that Leo was plotting against him. Yes. Leo was thrown in prison for three months or three years. <laughs> and again, we don't know which one of those it is, but we said three years. And I'm going to stick with three years. I think three years is a, it's a good bit of story, that is. Yeah, he can come up with his beard then. Yeah, exactly. Even more wise. Yeah. And counting fleas, that kind of thing. He had his pet crow, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> the bird man of Alcatraz. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. However, as we saw, Basil finally relents when the parrot told him to let Leo out. <laughs> let him go, let him go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, eventually Leo is let out. And shortly afterwards, Basil has a hunting accident. <laughs> but we have one detail that I left out last time. This intrigues me. Because obviously you remember the details I did say with the, with the stag and the belt and the dragging around for 16 miles. <laughs> Full-on comedy sketch moment. Yeah. Yeah. So... Go to that scene. Picture Basil being dragged here, there, and everywhere by this terrified stag. The guards chasing him down. Like they go off screen to the left, and then they yeah. come back across. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots of flailing of arms. Uh, they're desperately trying to save their emperor. But who is that? In charge of the rescue group. Leo. Oh, no, no, no. Leo's not there. Manuel! I wish it was Manuel. But if Manuel was there, he would have stepped in and just oh, saved true. him. You, uh, yeah. And then just slice the belt off yeah. with a thrown knife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Manuel's not no. there. Unfortunately not. No, this is none other than Stylianos Zouncines. Nice, okay. Yeah, yeah. That tells us a lot. Of course it's him. Of course it's him. No idea. You no. wouldn't have any idea. No. But when I add this, you'll know. Oh, yes, you'll know. Because Zouncines is none other than the father of Zoe. Oh, oh, oh yes, oh yes. This is like a this is this 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 is like a soap opera now. Oh yeah, yeah, we're getting. This is where the drumbeats are coming. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Basil survived for just over a week, and he could talk. 
So, if this was an obvious assassination attempt, surely it would have been found out at the time. Mm. Basil would have said, he tried to kill me. Yeah. In fact, he has. And then, there. Yeah. Uh, so, it appears that it, it wasn't a full-on assassination. But perhaps that rescue party weren't quite as quick as they perhaps needed to be. <laughs> I mean, they stood and had a smoke for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Basil was dragged around for 16 miles. I mean, perhaps they could have done a bit more <laughs> to save him. But I mean, uh, running alongside and, and chanting helpful slogans <laughs> isn't useful. It's not. Push through the pain barrier, highness. <laughs> yeah, so um, Basil died, and uh, 20-year-old Leo took the throne, and he was not happy. <laughs> he was in a marriage that he hated... The previous emperor had thrown him in prison, possibly for three years, and he had been tricked by the patriarch and his bishop pal Theodore into uh, looking like he was staging a coup. Yeah. Yeah. You get the feeling that when someone came in with the news of uh, his father's death, his sort of father's death, Leo was looking at the floor feeling sorry for himself, but then, when he gets the news that he's now emperor, he just slowly looks up with a glint in his eye. And a strange smile on his face. Who's that guy? Who put that sword in my cloak? <laughs> so come on, you're Leo. Wait, you're not, obviously. Oh. Stop Stop the panic there, but let's pretend. Oh, thank goodness. That was existential. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a twist, isn't it? <laughs> the room was spinning for a second. <laughs> um, no, but say you're Leo. What, what's the first thing you do here? Get my woman back. Okay, and what else? Uh, get rid of anyone that tried to put me down. And who tried to put you down? The guy that put the knife in on me, that tried to set me up. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. I'll give him a ride with a stag. <laughs> There's uh, another thing he does as well, but we'll get to that in a moment. Does <laughs> um, involve a radish? <laughs> cut to a church. Uh, I couldn't find out which church, it just said the Great Church. Uh, but I'm going to say this is the Nia. Remember, the Nia's just been built, so oh, it'll yeah, be nice yeah. and shiny. Yeah. Um, so, cut to the Nia. Uh, Photius is giving a sermon. Lot, lots of people. Uh, it's packed. Everyone's really impressed. That, that dome's hardly even creaking. No. There's just one donkey up there, and he's he's just relaxing. He's on one of those sunbeds. <laughs> yeah. Grasses on. Just occasionally casual glance at the dome. Yeah, yeah, that looks good to me. Gives it a tap with his hoof. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> Solid. Solid, that is. Yeah. Suddenly, the doors fling open. And soldiers march up the aisle. And the Master of Soldiers reads out some charges. Photius had conspired with Theodore to take the throne. <laughs> Photius was dragged away. Cut to another church where a similar scene plays out with Theodore. Excellent. Yeah, so the two of them are rounded up. Both men are taken to the palace. Those advising Leo assured him that public mood will be with them as long as Theodore admits that both he and the Patriarch were in on the plot. Oh, that's easy. A bit of torture can get that done. Yeah, is essentially what Leo thinks. Yeah. In his wise way. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a book about this. <laughs> yeah, a panel of high-up officials was created and Photius was dragged before them. And the questioning went thus. Does your grace know the monk Theodore? Yes. No, no, no. Photius is playing it cool. He replies, I know many monks named Theodore, but I cannot know which one to whom you are referring. He's not playing it cool, he's being a smart ass. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> the questioner then made it clear which Theodore. Probably a diagram. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Or just dragged Theodore into the room. <laughs> 
The one you conspired with. Oh, yes. Oh. Damn it. Damn, Damn. it. <laughs> yes. He's a good lawyer. <laughs> Theodore replied, I know the man. And there you go. That was the first line of questioning. Good. Establish that they know each other. Next line of questioning, Photius was taken and Theodore then brought out. He was first questioned about some financial irregularities that he had been accused of recently. The money was just resting in my account. <laughs> I was going to pay it back. It's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. It is. And it would just be smoother if it was one simple lump sum transaction. Yeah, less tax. Yeah, and I was just consolidating before making... Oh. You're not believing me, are you? <laughs> are those knives? Oh, oh. They are. They're sharp. Is that vinegar? Oh. <laughs> Again, I'll quote here. The emperor would ask of you, where are the monies and the properties which are his due as emperor? Again, Theodore, he's, he's playing it cool. Why, they are in the possession of those whom the emperor of the day gave them. Yeah. Since the emperor who has lately come to power is calling for them, well, he has the right to search them out and take them into his possession. Smooth. 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 Yeah. Smooth. This annoyed the master of soldiers who was doing the questioning, so he then asked, Just tell me, whom did you wish to make emperor when you proposed to the emperor's father to put the eyes out of his own son? A relation of yours, or one of the patriarchs? See? Ooh. Clever questioning, that. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a choice, but both of them it's, incriminating. Yes, yeah. Clever. That's got a name, hasn't it, when you do that? <laughs> yes. Theodore just denied knowing what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> who? What? <laughs> what? D don't know what you mean. And I quote her, In the name of God, first oppose me and deprive me of the priesthood. Then let them take me and punish me as an evildoer. For my own part, I know nothing of this. So he's just saying, look, you punish me all you want. I didn't do this. Plain Ooh, and cool. You, yeah, but you don't, you don't threaten that. Uh, yeah. Go on, punish me then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> well, Leo was outraged by this when he receives word. Leo's not in the room. He's just ordered that it gets yeah. done. He wanted a confession. He knew that Theodore could be uh, made to go away. Yeah. Uh, he's just a bishop. Uh, but Photius, he had a huge following. Yeah. yeah, he needs someone to incriminate him. Yeah, he's one of the leaders of the main factions in the church at the moment. He needs more than this. He needs a confession. So, Leo ordered that Theodore be questioned some more. Excellent. Well, we've already tried all the questions. Oh, no. I mean questioned. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> I have a great book about this. Yes. Theodore was flogged, and then his eyes were blinded. Oh. Yeah. Maybe the acid, maybe the spoons, mm. maybe the donkey. Oh, oh. <laughs> we don't know. Tie rope on each eyeball. Oh. Stop the donkey. <laughs> gallop, gallop. Two donkeys, one in each direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he was exiled. Uh, you'll be pleased to know later on he was recalled to the capital and he worked his life out in the near, just doing blind priest jobs. Collecting money at the end of a service. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. So did he confess anything? Um, we're not really sure. It's not made clear. But what we do know is Leo then goes ahead with the uh, deposition of Photius. Right. So either there was enough or Leo's just goes, you know what, I don't care. I'm deposing Photius. Yeah. So there you go. The patriarch is gone. Leo has had his revenge. And he puts into the post. Who, who's sensible to go into the patriarch post at this point? Why? None other than my little brother Stephen, who <laughs> is 19. Yeah, he's a bit sickly. and We all laugh at him a bit, but that's fine. There you go, Stephen. You're now the patriarch. Huh? <laughs> Do I need to box in? No. Oh, dear. Right, the next act of Leo was to send some soldiers and some clergy armed with candles. 
<laughs> and some incense and things like that. Kamado will gas you out. What, what, what are we doing here, sir? <laughs> well, they are going to where Michael III had been buried. Oh, okay. Michael III is dug up. He's placed in a coffin and then a sarcophagus that had once belonged to either Justin I or Justin II. We're not sure. But a choice out of those two, I'm going for Justin II because he was mad as a box of frogs. Yes. So he, he goes into the sarcophagus that Justin II used for some reason. Don't know what's happened to Justin II. Didn't I just say. imagine a crazy looking sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird psychedelic colours and stuff yeah. all over it. Maybe Justin II never died. <gasps> He's still in there. Yeah. Just eating on a carrot or something. Actually, it didn't say Justin 2 wasn't in there. Maybe they just crammed him in with Justin 2. Yeah. So it's mm. now just Michael 3 and Justin 2 together. Buddies forever. Ooh. Yeah. See, Justin 2, I don't think he would like that. I don't, I don't think Michael 3 would have liked that. No. But to be honest, they probably don't care. No, probably not. Anyway, so Michael 3, um, just to sum up about the weird tangent, uh, was given a full funeral fit for an emperor. As you can imagine, Basil didn't really give Michael III much of a funeral. He was more to pose of the body. So now Michael III, full-on funeral. Yay. This really lends weight to the idea that Leo is actually Michael's son. It's like, why is he doing that yeah. if he's not Michael's son? No, that makes sense. So, there you go. Every, everything's wrapped up. Uh, all the, the revenge is done, and uh, Dad's now buried properly. Ceremonies were had. It was made really clear that Alexander, who was another brother, was actually co-emperor. Okay. It's not just Leo. Alexander's co-emperor. They're ruling together. Will he have an episode? S sort of. I mean, they're not ruling together. Alexander's too busy just drinking and having fun. Aaron. Um, yeah. Uh, Leo's definitely the one ruling. Yeah. There just happens to be uh, essentially a Verus around to yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> dynamic here. There's yeah. just a, a drunk person who's going, yeah, whatever, co-emperor? Yeah, just pass the bread. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so you got Alexander um, there. And yes, you do need to put a box around him. Oh, he's going to be fun. <laughs> Short. Cirrhosis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Leo starts thinking about uh, how he's going to run things. His, his not real father had actually done a fairly decent job, and now it's Leo's turn, so how's he going to do this? You um, don't want to mess it up. No, exactly. First of all, he needs a chief advisor. Well, who better than Zoutsies? Zoe's father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's now chief advisor. In fact, he's being given a new title, a brand new title, made up by Leo here, Father of the Emperor. Oh, interesting. He's essentially adopted him as his father. So Zoutsies is now chief advisor. He is running the show, apart from Leo. Yeah. Make sure you bring your daughter to all meetings. <laughs> well, in an amazing coincidence, <laughs> it's really unfortunate this, uh, Zoe's uh, husband uh, suddenly died. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't expect that. No, it's uh, unfortunate. It was really unfortunate. I mean, yeah. obviously, on natural causes, obviously. Yeah. Nothing suspicious about no. it whatsoever. Accidentally brutally cut his own head off or combing his hair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zoe uh, was to live with her father in the palace. I mean... With no husband, it's only right she goes and lives with her father. Where, yeah. Where's the father living? Oh, in the, in the palace. Yeah. In the palace. Oh, oh I see. We're running out of rooms, though. There's, oh, there's one here. <laughs> yes, it is next to my room. <laughs> that door? Yes. Yeah. So there you go. 
young lovers back together again. Yeah, that's yeah. lovely in a kind of a dark way. <laughs> yeah, the, the death of an innocent man kind of, <laughs> uh, sort of dims the story slightly. That didn't happen yeah. in Romeo and Juliet, no. did it? No. And again, they committed suicide. That was no better, was it? <laughs> um, anyway, shortly after this, Stephen, remember Leo's patriarch brother? Yeah. Yeah, he dies. Oh. Like I said, sickly young man. Yeah. So that... that didn't last too long, but it's fine because Zoutsies is now around and he puts a man loyal to him in. So the church doesn't have much of a say here. The church's power is being stripped away from them. Right. However, bigger things are on the horizon because the war drums were brewing. Dum, 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 in a dum, dum, weird dum, mixed dum, metaphor. Dum, dum, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to Bulgaria. You there? Yes. Good. It's very nice. A bit foresty. Nice yeah. Uh, Boris, if you remember, he's king of the Bulgars. He converted them all to Christianity by going, right, we're all Christian. We're what? all Eastern Christian. No, no, that's horrible. We're all Western Christian. Oh, good God, that's horrible as well. Back to the East, guys. We're all Eastern Christian. <laughs> nice, simple transition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smooth. Boris, after reigning for 36 years, wow. decides to retire to a monastery to be one with God as the end was drawing near. Oh, that's quite nice in a way. Yeah. However, Boris's son, Vladimir. Nice. Yeah. Vlad. Uh, he he was not as Christian as perhaps he claimed to be. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he was soon working with, with the pro-paganism factions that were still strong within the country. Yeah. They were very much a minority by this point, but they had a couple of the rich families behind them. Right. They wanted to go back to the old ways. And Vladimir was starting to push this way. In fact, he started to systematically undo all of his father's life work and work towards the eradication of Christianity in Bulgaria. But he had underestimated his father, who came storming out of his monastery, furious. What the bloody hell are you doing? (laughs) Took me ages to get everyone Christian. Look at the crosses we've got down and the crucifixes. Those bloody meetings about the single will... Bloody hell. Months, it took months. Still don't understand it, but it's fine. We've agreed the... It... Well, we didn't agree, but that's <laughs> irrelevant. Right. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> yeah. So... I'm glad you're sitting there t- tapping his foot, looking a bit annoyed. <laughs> this is why, Father, I want to go back to paganism. It's simpler. Yeah. Boris comes storming out of the monastery, throws his monk robes to the side... Still full armour underneath. Oh, nice. That Boris had never really taken off. Yeah, Yeah. anyway, cut the long stories short here because this is meant to be Leo's episode and not Boris and Vladimir's. Uh, Boris won a a short civil war and uh, blinded his son and threw Vladimir into prison. He he then placed his other son, Simeon, on the throne and then went back to the monastery to be one with God again. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God, forgive me of my sins, <laughs> for I've blinded my son, killed countless people. I, I'd like to think it was, that was future tense. Forgive me for my <laughs> sins. I'm I'm off to go and blind my son now. <laughs> I'll be back in two weeks. I'll get back to the monking then. <laughs> <laughs> Puts his hairpiece back on. <laughs> or, or takes off the bald cap. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Simeon had actually been raised in Constantinople. He'd been educated there. So he would have known, like, the aristocracy of Constantinople. He probably knew Leo. Um, Familiarity would be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, that led to lots in Constantinople being very relieved when they heard of uh, Simeon's elevation to the throne. Mm. So, oh yeah, Simeon, 
Yeah, little Simeon, he was all right, wasn't he? He's a good lad. Yeah, a bit soft, but yeah, that's all right. Great. Now Vladimir sounded like a crazy man. So, uh, <laughs> no, well, we can work with this. However, as you can imagine, Simeon back in Bulgaria was a bit wary of uh, being seen as a puppet to the Romans. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want to be accused of that when you've just been made king. Especially when you know your father might storm out of the monastery at any point to put things right again <laughs> if you mess up. <laughs> Daddy's harsh. <laughs> For reasons lost to history, we don't know why, but probably because he was just greedy and thought he could get away with it. At this point, Zoutsies made a mistake. Because he raised the customs on the Bulgars and all the merchants coming into the empire. And he raised the customs dramatically. All of a sudden, all Bulgar merchants had to go through one city and pay a lot of tax to trade. Like a trade tariff, almost. Yeah. Simeon was outraged by this, understandably. What what the hell's going on? Our trade was working. Yeah. We've been at peace for quite some time now. We're Christian now. What? what what's... What? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? So, he sent some envoys to Leo, who said what I just said. That was a, a quote. Yeah. W-U-T. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leo, however, sided with his adopted father. I oh, sort of have to, though. He has to yeah, save face. Yeah, save face. And uh, also Zoe's there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And anyway, what's Simeon going to do about it anyway? He was all right. A bit soft, wasn't he? Yeah, it'd be fine. Ah, it's just little Simeon. It's fine. What's that? Oh, oh. the Bulgars have invaded. <laughs> that was fast. Wow. Now, it's been a few decades since the Bulgars and the Romans had gone to yeah. war. And like I say, since then the Bulgars had become Christian. There was a general feeling that the Bulgars were now part of the Christian Empire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're part of the club. They're no longer those pagan barbarians. Yeah, yeah. Newly Christian, but Again, the Romans man. were perhaps a little complacent here. Yeah, they're not part of the Roman Empire, east or west, but come on. They're not going to invade, was kind of the feeling. <laughs> so, so some people were a bit shocked when suddenly a Bulgar army came pouring into the empire. What are you doing? Leo sent generals and troops out to push back this invasion, but it didn't go well. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, the Bulgars defeated the Roman troops, and soon men were staggering back to the capital with their noses removed. Ooh. Oh, back to nose cutting. Yeah, but this time, like, whole armies... Oh, yeah. How do they smell? Quite bad. Yeah. Yeah, because they all had their noses in their hands. Oh. Yeah. Like rotting green noses. Yeah, it wasn't good. Leo, realising that they needed help here, it's like, oh dear, we, we've not really got a way of dealing with this. I know. I've been doing some reading, thought Leo. Um, I've got an idea, he said. His idea was to send word up to, new group being introduced here, the Hungarians. Hungarians? Oh, yes. And whereabouts do they live? Uh, not in Hungary yet. Okay. No. They are uh, from the steppes, and they have kind of migrated across, and recently they have settled just north of the Bulgars. So they're the northern neighbours of the Bulgars at the moment, and they didn't get on with the Bulgars that well. No. And it did not take much for Leo to persuade them that perhaps you guys could attack the Bulgars, maybe? Yeah. They said you were... Look you looked fat in your armour. Yeah, that's what they said. And here's a bag of gold. So, uh, <laughs> off, you, off you pop. And whilst you're doing that, we're pushing from the south and the east. Splendid. Nice plan. And it started to work. Simeon was indeed forced back. Leo sent a peace envoy to Simeon, thinking, Simeon, we'll, we'll bow down to this pressure. We've got him on the ropes. Simeon 
threw the man into prison straight away. Wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking peace. Did you at least want to hear what I have to say, sir? No, because the king of the Borgars had a plan. Oh. Yeah, because he was no dummy either. And uh, learning from the emperor, decided that if a northern tribe was good enough for the Romans, it was good enough for the Borgars. <laughs> so he contacted another tribe that lived further north to the Hungarians. <laughs> And basically said, fancy invading the uh, Hungarians by any chance? This is now army dominoes, isn't it? Yeah. But they they said, you guys looked fat in your armour. Yes. Said you hadn't polished it in weeks. And here's a bag of gold. So uh, (laughs) off you pop. (laughs) Go and attack the Hungarians. Yeah, so a proxy war starts, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it works perfectly. The Hungarians soon retreated, realising that their, their wives and their children were being attacked. And in the end... They migrate further west, and they settle in what we call Hungary. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, with the proxy war over, the Bulgars were able to focus on the Romans once more. The two sides met in a battle after Simeon invaded Thrace. This was a big battle, uh, but we have very few details on it. But we do know it was a crushing defeat for Leo. Oh, really? Yeah. The battle was so bad that one soldier named Luke was traumatised. That's interesting. You don't... You don't... We've never heard that before, have we? What, of just one soldier being traumatised? Yeah, you, you kind of think, it was so long ago, you, you know, we haven't heard these stories of a soldier going, it was awful, I, I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously would have happened over time. Of course it would, yeah. You, you just don't hear it, no. unless that one soldier goes on to do something and it's recorded. Yes. Because there's a reason why we know about Luke. Because after witnessing the deaths of thousands of people, he left the battlefield and found a pillar. He scrambled up the pillar and didn't come down for three years. Is he a stylite? Oh, yes. Yay! (laughs) You got the stylites back! Yes! Yeah. After three years, he then decided to move. He moved to Chalcedon, where he spent the next 45 years up a pillar. Wow. That's how bad that battle was. It's like, it's horrible down here. I'm I'm getting up. This pillar will do. I'm not coming down. (laughs) No, you're all horrible down there. Go away. After 45 years, well, you'd build a little, like, detached building on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little terrace. All the mod cons. Yeah. Air conditioning. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Sat- en suite. Satellite TV. It is yeah. the Roman time, so it's satellite TV. Yeah, yeah. Old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, or cable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, there's no amusing stories about Luke the Stylite, but I'm not coming across the Stylite in my research and not mentioning it. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, so just know that... There are still people up pillars. Nice. They've not gone away. <laughs> Fantastic. I wonder if they still exist. Maybe they do. Uh, Leo, however, had no pillar up which to hide, uh, which he probably was quite sad about, and he was forced to pay the Borgars an annual tribute. Wow. Yeah. And the trade routes were opened again. <laughs> and he probably had a word or two to have with Zouncies. <laughs> can I Can I have a word, please? Leave your daughter there. Can I have a word? <laughs> yes. Close the door. <laughs> Uh, the Bulgars, as you can see, came out of this very well. Uh, not just the immediate outcome of the war and the tribute, uh, but this was the first time they'd really gone to war as a Christian kingdom. And yeah. they had not just won a war, they defeated the Roman Empire. Yeah. They are now seen in Europe as a force to be reckoned with. Almost the force, I guess. Yeah. No longer think of it as the caliphate on one side and some pesky tribes on the other. 
the the empire's now got the caliphate, a huge empire that dwarfs the Roman one, and then you've got the Borgars, who are just as strong, if not stronger, than the Roman one. Yeah. Yeah, the, things are looking oh. dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. So, yeah, and as I say, this, this leads to a bit of a rift between Leo and Zouzi's, and Zouzi's family, who have all come along. It's not just Zoe. Brothers, cousins, all sorts, are now in the palace. Leo and Zoe are still very much getting to know each other. There's a lot to discover, apparently. A long book. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're essentially in an open, secret affair. Don't forget, Leo is still married to Theophano. I was thinking about that. Like, do they still share a bed? Because that would be really awkward. We'll get to that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Zalci's <laughs> um, yeah, uh, mishandling of the Borgars leading to the war perhaps led to a rift that then led to the following. One evening, Leo was just outside the city, staying on the coast in, like, a, a bit of a holiday home. Holiday palace. Southseas. No, Leo. Leo. Yeah, he'd gone off um, just just to get away from it all a little bit. A little bit of a mini holiday. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, oh no, who, who would happen to be there? Oh, but Zoe, obviously. Oh, yeah. Good to see you. So, yeah, so basically he's off to just have a bit of fun with his mistress. Dirty weekend. Dirty weekend away. Yeah, that's what's going on. Anyway, uh, during the night, after the activities have wound down and everyone's asleep... <laughs> Turn the motor off. <laughs> this vehicle is reversing. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a weekend. Anyway, uh, Leo was awoken during the night by Zoe. She could hear a din coming from somewhere in the residence. Know what it's like at night, so I can hear something. Oh, yeah, it's nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. No, I can definitely hear something. We've got guards here, don't worry. It doesn't sound like guards. Go go and check it out. Oh, what? No, but it's no. half three in the morning. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to check it out. Because <laughs> it's even nothing, in which case I've got off for no reason. Or it is something, in which case I'd rather not know. <laughs> <laughs> the guards will sort it out. Go back to sleep. Yeah. Eventually, however, Zoe persuades Leo that, no, this it really sounds bad. I mean, listen, they could just hear screaming, gurgling, people shouting death to the Emperor. I definitely think something's going on. <laughs> I'm getting a few bad vibes <laughs> from this. Yeah. Um, eventually, Leo is persuaded uh, that perhaps he should get out of there. So he exits uh, the residence... In in a way, just runs out the back, basically. Manages to jump in a boat and flees for the palace. And gets there safely. Mm. Hello, what about me? <laughs> poor, poor Zoe's leaves, <laughs> just stays behind. Uh, possibly she does. Because as people burst into the room, she's able to say, Brother, what are you doing here? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it is exactly uh, Zoe's brothers, but it would appear that family members were involved. So this is the Zouzi's family. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, later investigation revealed that the ringleader was either one of Zouzi's sons or someone close to the chief advisor. Leo and Zouzi's fall out completely, <laughs> as yeah. you can imagine. Shortly after this, Theophano, his wife, dies. Oh, yeah. Leo, overjoyed. <laughs> Wonderful, he thinks. Party! <laughs> Theophano, uh, perhaps due to her treatment from Leo, which had just been appalling, basically, yeah. uh, he'd turn up occasionally so he could try and get an heir. Oh. And then just completely ignore her. 
Yeah. Uh, so she had grown into a very serious and pious young lady. Uh, she wore nothing but rags. Uh, she refused to eat anything seen as uh, fancy or frivolous. Uh, she wouldn't do luxurious things like sing or dance or smile. Um, no, just just very pious. No mechanical aids for her then. <laughs> oh, good God, no, no. It was uh, lights on, serious business. <laughs> yeah, uh, she in her spare time she'd look after orphans and uh, talk to monks about God. She sounds quite nice. Well, she I does feel sound sad. Quite nice. It sounds like she had a horrible life. Uh, she slept on straw in the corner of the bedroom. So her and Leo shared a bedroom and she just she just slept on straw in the corner. Now the sources say this because she was so pious and she wouldn't sleep in the bed because it was a luxury. But you can't mm. help but think that that might just be because her and Leo could not share the bed. Anyway, she then dies, and we're not really sure why. Yeah. But apparently she was quite sickly, so it would appear it's natural causes. Leo puts on a huge, ostentatious funeral. Get the feeling that was just one more nail in the coffin. <laughs> she would have liked something really simple and plain. Right. <laughs> Fireworks, elephants, gazelles. Get that bunting out. Here we go. What's that giant rabbit thing? Kangaroo will have ten! <laughs> yeah. Funeral's over. Everyone's probably in the Hajj Sophia. Couldn't find it anywhere, but I'm guessing Leo prefers the Hajj Sophia because the Neo was uh, built by Basil. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah. guessing he's back in the Hajj Sophia. Everyone's looking up at the dome again. Funeral's over. What do you do? <laughs> well, I, I could suggest a really tasteless thing that could happen <laughs> at the direct end of a funeral. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And I can't imagine this is going to happen, but it will be really tasteless and thoughtless, especially with poor Theofano's um, family there, <laughs> would be yeah. for Leo to suddenly get married to Zoe in the Hagia Sophia. It would be tasteless, wouldn't it? It'd be all, I couldn't imagine something like that happening. I, I'd, I'd love to say that it was literally at the end of the funeral, <laughs> but it wasn't. Oh, but it good. was very soon afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> at least 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He, long enough for Theophilus' family to leave. Yeah. Well, at least half of them. I mean, they were still leaving. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. What? <laughs> she walked past him on the yeah. front end. Zoe pushing through. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> uh, it, it was soon afterwards. They didn't waste too much time. Uh, yeah. And there you go. It's one true love. Leo and Zoe are married. It's sort of sweet in a way, but you feel yeah. sorry for Theofano and Yeah, and Zoe's first husband. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was an accident. Of course. That could happen to anybody. Could do. Those, those pianos are precarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they really are. Especially 50 feet in the air. Yeah. Anyway, this marriage uh, seemed to reconcile Leo with his former chief advisor. So Zouncies is back on the scene again. It's it's hard to have have a family without... Well, he's got to walk it down there, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, soon enough, Zoe was pregnant. And Leo looked forward to finally having a son. <laughs> you emphasise that. However, <laughs> the boy was born without a winkle, <laughs> which was a shame. And, uh, and a boy without a winkle has got a girl. Yes, yes, and she was named Anna. So, daughter, uh, mm. but not a son. Leo was disappointed, but it's fine. He can always go again, is probably what he said. <laughs> Start of the machine. But then, but then tragedy struck. First of all, in 899, Zouses suddenly died. Oh no. Yeah. 
She can imagine Zoe devastated her father's debt. How devastated is she? Quite devastated. I mean, the good news, silver lining, she's not devastated for long because she <laughs> then dies. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, Within the year. Oh, wow. Oh, poor yeah. Leo. Leo suddenly loses the, the one man who's been his advisor. Dodgy relationship, <laughs> but he does Not the best advisor. Yeah, but uh, but far more importantly, the love of his life is, is gone. Dead. He was devastated. He sinks into a depression. But then one day, a few months later, a man was brought to Leo's attention. man just brought forward. They, they poked Leo a bit. He looked up. Yeah. Red eyes. Weeping whiskey next to him. What is it? This man said, and I quote, Oh, Emperor, I want to tell you something which will bring about my death, if spoken, and your death, if kept in silence. I- I'm confused. <laughs> what? <laughs> this man spoke of a plot to assassinate Leo from one of Zoe's nephews. This was a man named Basil. Yes, another Basil, because everyone's going to have the same name in Roman times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Cousin Basil. Leo asked, who is this man you've just dragged in front of me? The man said his name was Simonus. He was in his mid-twenties. Uh, he was a Muslim born in the Caliphate to a distinguished family. However, he had been captured earlier on in his life by Roman forces and dragged back to Constantinople where he was castrated and put in the service of none other than Zalces. Oh. Yeah, so this is a, a, a eunuch slave of Zalces, who was a, a spoil of war, essentially. Upon the death of Zalces, he was now working in the household of a relative called Basil, and he had heard of a plot to end Leo's life. So, Simonus decided, <laughs> I don't like the sound of this, and hmm. just went off to the palace to see if... Uh, his information might be valuable at all. The Emperor wasn't too sure. I mean, who, who are you again? <laughs> but why... One of Zoe's cousins, really? Oh, I'm just not sure, was essentially his reply. Mm. Uh, but Simonus said, if you send some men back with me and they remain hidden, they will see a plot taking place. I'll go and talk to Basil and he'll reveal that he knows all about it. So Simonus led a couple of the Chamberlains back to his residence and the Emperor's men remained hidden. And I'll quote here, Unaware of what was going on, Basil arrived at Simonus's house and fell into the trap. The conversation was uninhibited. The unspeakable was openly discussed, and the Emperor's envoys took down all that was said in writing. Oh dear, oh, written down. Written down. Ooh. Diagrams. Oh dear. Yeah. Lamentations. The, the word stabby stabby. They just went to the blackboard, basically. Yeah. Just copied the blackboard down. <laughs> yeah. Leo was convinced. Basil was arrested, put on trial, and then, what do you think happened to him? Killed. No, paraded through the street oh. and banished to Athens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a bit lenient, I thought, for the times. Simonus was highly praised and soon was employed by Leo, and it did not take long before Simonus was one of Leo's chief advisors, because the two just realised they really got on well and they became good friends. Oh, I stopped him from drinking. You don't need that, sir. Yeah, Talk to me. It's fine. It's okay. I know you miss Zoe, but we could have a chat. We'll go and play polo. Oh, remember they've got the polo field now. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna do that. So everything's looking 
a little bit better. Good. Not perfect, but it's looking a little bit better. However, things look grim for the rest of the Empire. Due to the war with the Bulgars, the Caliphate was able to invade the regions that Basil had gained and took back more of it. So Ooh. all those gains are pretty much gone now. Holding the East was looking shaky, so Leo led a force out, apparently uh, him personally here, from what I could tell, to go and sack the city of Tarsus, which uh, has seen a bit of action recently. This was a huge success. And then, fortunately for all, or at least in the Empire, a rebellion in the Caliphate meant that the current Caliph was unable to respond. So there you go, they managed to do some raiding and it all went well. No retaliation. It, that's, that's positive, yeah. after yeah. losing so much. Not bad. Mm. Leo managed to then push on even more, realising he was in a strong position, and managed to take back a section of Armenia and created a new theme. Ooh. Which he called Mesopotamia. So yeah. I think Mesopotamia is back on the map again, which is good. So he's getting some gains here. However, the good news did not last. In 902, the very last stronghold on Sicily fell. If you remember, Sicily's been slowly yeah. falling for a while now. There you go, it's gone now. So uh, swings and roundabouts on the, uh, yeah. the military front there. Meanwhile, back in the capital, Leo was thinking about succession. He still didn't have a son. <sighs> What's he going to do about that? He doesn't have a wife either. Simple solution. One of his brothers. <laughs> no. Get a new wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, there is a problem here. Marriage was all good and proper and right. It was God's way. <laughs> uh, getting married twice was unfortunate, but these things happen, and as long as those getting married a second time served penance, then we'll let it slide. That but, was the view of the church. But both his wives had died. Doesn't matter. That's not fair. Yeah, well, that was the view of the Eastern Church at the time. However, and the Eastern Church was very clear on this, three marriages was not on. You know, I mean, that is just essentially polygamy. But they're literally dead. Yeah, well, in I the eyes... I can't share a coffin every night with them. <laughs> in the eyes of the Church, three marriages was just not on. Still, when you're the Emperor and the current Patriarch was put there by your chief advisor, it's easy enough to make such rules just disappear. <laughs> Leo arranged his own bridal show, yeah, and apparently selected the most attractive person in the empire <laughs> as his new wife. Uh, soon enough, she was pregnant, and Leo looked forward to having a son. <laughs> this time, the boy did have a winkle. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, and he was called Basil. Yay! Aww. After his grandfather, sort of, not really. However, the mother died in childbirth. Oh. And then the child died. Oh. Yeah. Cross that out. That was a miserable few months. He's not having much luck. For... He isn't. No. I, I actually feel quite sorry for him. You, I rarely feel this towards emperors, but actually he's not a good good life. Yeah, his reaction's not really recorded to this, but I, I'm guessing not good. Oh, damn it. He's yeah. not the love of his life. He probably doesn't have that much attach, attachment to no, it. No, but... But it's still going to affect you. Yeah. Now... It was probably in a foul mood that Leo headed for the church one day. Oh, I'll pray. I'll massively pray. You watch me pray. He was about to enter the church when suddenly a man leapt out of the crowd, wildly swinging a massive club that smashed into Leo's face. Oh. Well, at least his head. But I'm going to say face. Leo went down in a crumpled heap. Blood everywhere. However... He survived the blow. Wow. Only just. Apparently the club had connected with a chandelier just before Leo's head. Which just sounds weird, because it definitely said he was about to enter the church. So I don't know where this chandelier's come from. 
but apparently there is one. Maybe hanging lights above. Yeah, maybe it's like just in the entrance bit. Um, yeah. Inflation issue. But anyway, yeah, the guy swinging in the club hit something just before Leo. It slowed the blow down slightly, you say. <laughs> Another person. <laughs> yeah, maybe. His name is Chandelier. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, so yeah, Leo survives. The man was grabbed. Has to guess what happened to him? Killed. Bit more than that. Really killed? Really killed. His feet were chopped off, then his hands were chopped off. He was then tied to the hairpin bend of the Hippodrome, where the uh, chariots go past, and then he was set aflame. Oh. You don't swing a club at the Emperor. You really don't. No. There are consequences for yes, that action. there really are. Gosh. Yeah, you just know he, when, he, when he was up there, the flames were licking against his stumps. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Hmm. Maybe that was a bad decision. Anyway, things finally start looking up for Leo, however. He, he recovers, and he's got a bandage around his head, he stops seeing triple, he's, he's down seeing double, uh, things are looking a bit better. Um, when all of a sudden, he meets a young woman in the court named Zoe. Oh dear. Yes. Who knows, maybe it's the name that reminded him of his true love. Uh, maybe she had other assets that we're not aware of. Apparently... She was quite the looker, though. Really? Apparently she had very impressive coal black eyes. It just implies she's high all the time. <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah. It wasn't long before the two of them were getting to know each other. Now, obviously, a fourth marriage is out of the question. <laughs> um, but Leo, at this point, is just happy getting to know <clears throat> his new Zoe. Zoe Mark II. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, around this time, um, Simonus, remember him? His, yeah. uh, his new friend? Uh, he suddenly fled the city, leaving a trail of hamstrung horses in his wake to stop anyone following him. Um, that's not the sign of an innocent person. <laughs> it's I'll really, be honest. really not, is it? Uh, we've got no idea why this happened either. It's really weird. Some What's he done? Court intrigue lost to history. It's a shame. Uh, we're given this almost half story. Yeah. It doesn't explain why he does it. It just says he ran. Uh, but that's not the end of this story. It involves uh, Zoe. No, no, it doesn't involve Zoe. It's going to involve some people, though. Because Leo sent someone after his advisor, either in a kind of go-and-get-him-back, or why's my friend gone? Go-and-get-him-back. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not sure why, but he sends someone to go and go and find his advisor. This was a man named Constantine Ducas. 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 This is our first introduction to one of the noble families that will soon become very prominent, the Ducai. We'll come across a few of the Ducai in the future. Anyway, Constantine Ducas set off and, uh, with the help of some other people, managed to track down Simonus, grab him, and return him to the capital. Leo spoke to Simonus, and whatever the reason for the advisor fleeing was cleared up somehow. We don't know the details. Anyway, it's all smoothed over. Leo wants Simonus back in the capital back being his friend again. However, there's a slight problem. Constantine Ducas had been the one to collect him, and he knew that Simonus was fleeing from something, because Simonus kept saying, I'm fleeing, please don't take me back to the capital, and things like that. <laughs> I've done something really bad. Yeah. So Leo asked Constantine Ducas to publicly say that Simonus was not fleeing, he was just, I don't know, on, on a bit of a holiday or something. <laughs> Ducas agreed... Okay, fair enough, you're the emperor if you want. But then he was asked to swear an oath in public that it was true. And Constantine Ducas was uh, a man who took a lot of stock in oaths. <laughs> so 
He publicly said that Simonus was indeed fleeing back to the caliphate. Leo was not happy at all and dismissed Constantine Ducas from service and reinstated Simonus anyway, his good friend. Right, bit of a weird story that, but that comes back later. Okay. So you'll need to know that. Anyway, then a caliphate fleet led by a Greek man named Leo of Tripoli, yes, another Leo, he started raiding closer and closer to the capital. Now, Leo of Tripoli had been captured in his youth and had been taken to Tripoli, where he had converted to Islam and was now proving himself to be one of the best admirals of the age. Okay. So, yeah, he's just a damn good admiral with a caliphate fleet. Good with a boat. Yeah. He spent a lot of time fighting unrest within the caliphate as the Abbasid Caliphate was slowly dissolving into vassal states. So that's what he'd spent most of his life doing. However, in 904, he sailed towards Constantinople. The Emperor Leo sent his fleet out against the threat, but it was repelled by Leo of Tripoli. Oh, not looking good. The Abbasid force then sailed to Thessalonica, currently the Empire's second city, and the city fought back for about three days but then fell. Thessalonica was razed to the ground. Smoke and ruin. This is the Empire's second city suddenly destroyed out of nowhere. Ah, bugger. Yeah, not, not great. So, Leo ordered one of his admirals to go and meet up with a general in the east, and together, land forces and sea forces, they would raise Tarsus to the ground in retaliation. We've already sacked it once recently, so let's just go and just destroy it. I'm angry. The Admiral happened to be the father of his new mistress, Zoe. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes you wonder whether there's been a slight problem in the uh, the sources here. Uh, lots yeah. of Zoes and fathers of Zoes. But then this is an Admiral, and the last one wasn't, so he probably is. Unless he got promoted. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, this is a, a man named Hermerius, and he sets off to meet up with the general, and the general is named Andronicus Ducas. <laughs> That's right, the father of the Constantine Ducas, who I was just talking about. The one that got fired and sent away in disgrace. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's see how this goes. When Hermerius, the admiral, was due to meet with Andronicus Ducas, Andronicus refused to meet up and then just sort of left with his troops. Now, why Andronicus did this, we don't know for certain. Stylitzes gives a story that it was actually Simonus, angry with the Ducas family still for dragging him back to the capital, sent a letter anonymously to Andronicus saying that the Admiral was going to arrest him and blind him. So therefore, Andronicus stayed away. So essentially, Simonus was just uh, plotting to, to force the two apart. However, it seems more likely to me that Andronicus is just revolting at this point. Yeah. Uh, Constantine, his son's just been sent away in disgrace. <laughs> so the family aren't going to be too happy with the emperor. I, I think he's just a head of a prominent family who was being put under the command of an admiral who was just the father of the new mistress to the emperor. And yeah. he just got a bit annoyed by it. Yeah, the, the Simona story is probably just a, a story to explain the actions of the general. Anyway, either way. Hermerius, uh, realising he didn't have ground support from Andronicus's troops, decides, uh, I'm not going to give in. I'm going to head off to Tarsus anyway, even without the army. We can take the city on our own. And he does. Tarsus is razed to the ground. Yay! Yay! Innocent it people all. are killed more. Yay, children mm. dying! <laughs> Woo! Yay. Thessalonica was avenged. So there you go. 
bit of vengeance. So proud of themselves. Meanwhile, the news of Andronicus's revolt reached the capital. Leo realised he had to do something, so he sent a force out to deal with the troops of Andronicus, who had seized and taken a fortress city in the middle of Anatolia. Leo's forces sieged the place for six months, but eventually, all of a sudden, there was a horn. An Arab force suddenly appears from nowhere, breaks the siege, and escorts Andronicus Ducus and all his forces all the way back to Baghdad. Traitor. Andronicus has defected. Oh. Meanwhile, Zoe's given birth. Oh, to a beautiful... Boy with a winkle. Yay. Yay. Leo's finally got a son. Slight problem. <laughs> Don't worry, he's alive. Uh, but obviously, he's illegitimate. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Zoe too is just a mistress, not the wife. He's also not baptised. That's a problem. And as I say, the fourth marriage is just out the question. It was bad enough, the third marriage. The church already were not happy with Leo about that. Uh, it's not his fault. It's yeah, a ridiculous rule. But they, they weren't happy with him. So I mean, the fourth marriage first was... <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, so the fourth marriage was just... No, no, there's no way this yeah. is happening. Still, after several conversations with the patriarch, a compromise was reached. If Zoe were to move out the palace... Let's put an end to that. Uh, then the little boy, who is named Constantine, I suppose could be baptised. Still Ill illegitimate, but you can baptise your boy if you really want. He won't go to hell if he dies. Yeah. So arrangements were made. The boy was baptised and Zoe moved out the palace. Three days later, she moves back in. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Those high up in the church were not happy. <laughs> as you can imagine. But Leo had a plan. He was going to work on this illegitimate problem. One day, in a private chapel in the palace, he just got married to Zoe. Okay. Privately. No one knew about it. Once the ceremony was over, he publicly announced that he was now married, Zoe's now the empress, and his little boy Constantine is a legitimate heir to the throne. Screw you. Essentially, yes. Gave the fingers. Yeah. Walks away. Four marriages, count them. Yeah. <laughs> two from Zoe, two from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, you can imagine the reaction from the church, who were already not happy from him. The current patriarch had changed once again. It's no longer the man that had been put in place by Zalces. Yeah. This was now a nephew of Photius. So oh. a much more independent person. <laughs> yeah, he was no puppet of the emperor, like the previous two, but a man with his own opinions. And he was not happy with the emperor who was committing polygamy. And he'd gone back on his word. How can you be committing polygamy? They're dead. They're literally dead. That's not how they saw it. But they're dead. <laughs> That's not how they saw it. However, Leo realised that the church was still very much split between the Ignatius and the Photius factions. I mean, both of the men are dead by this point, but... The factions haven't disappeared. Yeah. So he starts to think maybe he could use this. The Ignatius faction were more traditional. Uh, they were the ones more opposing to the four marriages. Yeah. However, they're also closer to Rome and the Pope. The Photian faction were more likely to move with the times, were more independent of the Pope. Yeah. Just to give you an idea of the factions there. At this time, it was actually the Ignatius faction that was gaining power, despite the Photian patriarch. Uh, behind Photius's nephew, he didn't actually have that much support. The Ignatius group are definitely gaining more power. So Leo decides that the only way he's going to get support from the church for this marriage is to get the Ignatius faction on side. Yeah. 
However, how do you do that? That They are the traditionalists. They're the one opposing this. Become conservative. Show that you are the perfect married couple. Not quite. That's show. No. He approaches one man in the Ignatius faction who oh, pay them off to be <laughs> one of his old teachers. And uh, do you fancy the patriarch job? <laughs> nice. Tell you what, just uh, approve this marriage and you can be in charge. Oh, um, what's that? Your moral objection? Well, what if um, I got the Pope on side? You guys love the Pope. If the Pope says it's fine, I mean, he's, he's the Pope. Mm. No one's going to criticise you for agreeing to the marriage if the Pope says it's okay. So, this bishop kind of nods a bit. Okay, I might be interested. Uh, Leo sends word to the Pope. Do you, as Supreme Pontiff, approve the marriage? Oh, P.S. All those raids on your land from the Caliphate at the moment would be so much easier to deal with, with some military support, <laughs> don't you think? So, sure enough, uh, the Pope's thinking, yeah, actually, why not? Incidentally, in the West, they're very much more lenient on the whole marriage thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Pope's like, oh, okay, I can see... I can see no problems here. Yeah, literally, your wives are dead. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> now, while waiting for the Pope's reply, things became tense in the capital, however. Yeah. The Patriarch refused Leo entry into the Hagia Sophia. Oh, really? Yeah. Leo was forced to return to the palace. Ooh. Yeah, the church and the, the palace have just completely split. This That's is... interesting power, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, I didn't expect. A real power dynamic going on. Because he could just say, yeah, but he, also the emperor can't just say, no, I'm going in. Here are my soldiers, because that just looks bad. It looks bad. It definitely Rome, looks bad. Uh, the, the, the pontiff wouldn't like that. And also, Leo's got a plan. He has a lot of plans, doesn't he? Oh, yes. That's why he's wise. Yeah, okay, he currently had uh, a patriarch who hated him, and one of his best generals was in Baghdad, and he just defected. But what if there was a way where he could deal with both of them at the same time? He wrote off several secret letters, and then he sent them east. We're going to focus on the one that li links to Andronicus Ducas first, his general, yeah. his defected general. Um, but we'll come back to the other letters in a moment. So Leo writes a letter to Andronicus saying that Andronicus was fully forgiven. Come back to the Empire, no punishment. You're a really good general. Don't fight for the Caliphate, fight for us, please. The letter was then rolled in wax and made to look like a candle. This was then given to a visiting envoy to the capital who was heading back to Baghdad and just, uh, when you get there, give this shipment of candles to Andronicus. Hopefully he'll like this one. <laughs> However, before the envoy left, Simonus visited the envoy, and I'll quote here, Do you know what you have there? Indicating the candle. When the envoy confessed his ignorance, Simonus said, The wax given to you is the destruction of Syria. If you have any concern for your race and co-religionists, deliver the candle into the hands of your master. So, the envoy is told exactly where this secret letter is. Right. The letter, therefore, makes its way into the caliphate and straight into the hands of the caliph, who, upon reading it, realises that there was a good chance that Andronicus Ducas would not be loyal to the caliphate at all. Oh. Andronicus was thrown into prison and died shortly afterwards. That's quite beautiful, actually. Now, the history books usually portray this, or at least the sources, usually portray this as Simonus being disloyal to Leo. But I read this as a, a deliberate ploy. That's a plot. That's a fantastic I, plot. I think it's a plot. That's psychology. That's 
book psychology. Yeah, I, I think Leo and Simonus were in this together. I, I don't think... And Giant Candle. That's, that's Freud all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But who knows? May, maybe Leo didn't mean any of this, uh, but ultimately no. it worked out for him. Yeah. So, I, yeah, li- I like that. I like the idea of a plot. Now... By this point, the reply from the Pope about Leo's fourth marriage was on its way to Constantinople, and Leo makes his move. The Patriarch was accused of being in correspondence with the traitor Andronicus Ducas. This is one reason why I think Leo knew exactly what was going to happen with the the previous letter, because he's using Andronicus in his plot against the Patriarch as well. Yes. And if he was reconciling with Andronicus, this wouldn't work. No. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, the Patriarch's accused of being in correspondence with Andronicus Ducas, and he was arrested. He was forced to abdicate. However, as we've seen recently, it's actually really hard to force a Patriarch to abdicate. Because yeah. if they say no, there's not much you can do, unless you have support from all the other Patriarchs from Jerusalem, Antioch, Egypt, and Rome. Because all those other letters that had been sent east <laughs> had gone exactly to those cities. And obviously the Pope's envoys are already on their way. Promises were made, suggestions, to certain people in certain places. And sure enough, the replies came back. The patriarchs in Alexandria, Jerusalem and Antioch all agreed that the patriarch of Constantinople was just not fit for office at the moment. (laughs) Then the Pope's delegates arrived literally the next day. Turns out the Pope's got no problem with the fourth marriage. Go ahead, knock yourself out. The boy was crowned co-emperor. The Patriarch was deposed. That was a heck of a coup. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. It's, it's good stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got these problems and he just he just sorts it out with a few letters. It's clever stuff. However, shortly after this, some bad news. Zoe's father, the Admiral, Homeros, had been attempting to take back Crete. But uh, Leo of Tripoli, remember, the really good Admiral, suddenly turned up out of nowhere oh. and destroys the fleet. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm just his father. Uh, he survives, he makes it back, but he was pretty much the only one. Okay. He obviously legged it as soon as he saw the fleet coming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, still Crete. They still can't get Crete back. Leo heard this news on his deathbed. Oh. Yes, because he'd suddenly got very ill. A disease of the bowels, apparently. Mm. He had enough about him to go to the Senate. And the toilet. Yeah, uh, talk to the Senate and essentially say, look, I'm dying. Can you please be nice to my wife and son? Can you not kill them? Apparently, he heard the news about his fleet. He turned his face to the wall. He dies. Oh. Yeah, so a bit of a sad end. In 912, that's when he dies. There you go, that's, that's Leo. A thousand years before the Titanic sinks. That's that was his last Anna. thought. There <laughs> <laughs> you go, thoughts? High levels of intelligence. Wise, you could say. Wise, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was a victim of circumstance a lot. Yeah, it, it's a mixed Whether it's bag, through battles it? or through his poor dead wives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, okay, that's right. Fightius Maximus. Okay, he fought back the caliphate. Yeah. Uh, he took Tarsus and several other cities. And then he created the theme of Mesopotamia. That's good. Mm. However, he also fought against the Bulgars and utterly lost, being forced to pay tribute to them annually. Yeah. Then the Caliphate sacked his second city and razed it to the ground, but then he did manage to retaliate to that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sicily finally falls under him, but to be honest, uh, it's it's more his predecessors that could have stopped that. It was an 
and yeah. inevitability. I don't that. think we can blame him too much for that. No. Uh, he also could not get Crete back, even though he tried. So there's some good, there's some bad. Um, there was one example where it appears he led the army personally. Mm. Um, so he did do some personal fighting. Um, but then in other times, he'd just send his generals out so he knew how to delegate. That was what was done at this time, though, isn't it? We're yeah. leaning towards that way, aren't we? Yeah. So, um, I think a healthy five. Yeah, I'm going middle of the road. There was good, there was bad. Next. Acrobium Crazium. There's really not much here. He, he blinded Theodore. Yeah. Remember the, the bishop from the start who had plotted against him when Basil was still alive. Uh, but then he had plotted against him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the guy was strung up and burnt to death yeah. in the hippodrome. Treated his first wife very badly. He did treat his first wife badly. But then he never wanted to get married to her in the first place. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to make them lie on, on straw. Yeah, yeah, it's not great, is it? And then fell instantly in love with someone else called Zoe and made that her father the yeah an admiral. Yeah, um, I generally things were very sane. I mean, the mm. Zoe One's family were treated very leniently. Oh yeah, that got with everything. Yeah, and then so got did, away with the war. So did nephew after yeah. plotting to kill him. He was just yes. exiled to Athens. So he obviously just wasn't a crazy goat killing everyone kind no. of emperor. Doesn't resonate through the ages, but certainly caused a lot of a problem at the time. He got married four times, yeah, <laughs> uh, and that that really did send shockwaves through the church. Uh, I'll give around him something it, for that, but I can't give him much because no. it just doesn't seem that bad. I I think a. So I, th I think a two is too harsh. I think one is appropriate for me. I'll go go for two. Yeah, for two. One for the marriage. One for the uh, ordering of blinding and flogging. And mm. yeah, yeah, that's three for a problem crazy. Success Okay, here's his round. The last two haven't really worked for him. No. Because there's a, a couple of things I've not mentioned at all. Uh, the law codes started by Basil. Yeah, yeah. Which I mentioned last week. Yes. They're finished under him. Uh, Leo finishes them, but not in a kind of just lets it tick over. He really takes the reins and uh, he changes and adapts things, uh, making sure that all the law, law codes were fully up to date. That's good. Is, that is good. It's sort of me that's a run society. Yeah. And it really gets stuck in using his own knowledge of things. I mean, he is Leo the Wise. He, he adds to these law codes. Um, as it happens, these law codes finally take away the constitutional power of the Senate and the consuls. So it's stripped them of power? Yeah, now, sometimes a big deal is made of this. Under Leo's reign, the Senate finally, finally is gone. Yeah. But it's not really like that. If no. you lived through it, you wouldn't really notice much of a difference. This is archaic laws that are finally stripped from the books, basically. Right. Okay. Um, the Senate have lost power. Yeah. De facto okay. power. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's now just... Uh, it's it's a rich man's boys club. And it's still there. It, the Senate doesn't disappear. It's still mm. there. But it's just not got any constitutional power legally anymore. Yeah. Not that they had, anyway. No. As you yeah. see, I very rarely mention the Senate, do I? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah not recently. Occasionally the emperor turns up and says things to them. So yeah, anyway, there you go. He writes many novels during this time. No. Uh, novels meaning new laws. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not what we think of as novels. Yeah, he's, he's adding to the laws, basically. Uh, and Progressive, that's yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. As we know, he's called the wise, but future generations went further and started 
attaching prophecies to Leo, claiming that he had predicted the future of the Empire. Yeah, future generations really look back and see Leo as some kind of almost prophet, kind of wise, learned emperor who could see which direction the Empire was going in. Because he wrote a lot down. Oh, okay. And people would read his words and his thoughts. Uh, he was very much a philosopher. and yeah. he'd, he'd write things down and people would read it and go, oh, he knows what he's talking about, doesn't he? Yeah, so... Um, obviously, we can't give him credit for that because it's clearly nonsense. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Interesting to know culture. Yeah, um, the army became more organised under him, and internally the provinces were were, were formed. Administrations ran a lot smoother. Generally, the sharp edges have been taken off things. Uh, things are just working a bit better. I said he'd do this. Yeah. All in all, when he died. The Empire was a smoother running machine than when he took charge. That's good. And it had already seen quite a few improvements under Basil. Yeah. So we've had a couple of emperors in a row that are really pushing things in the right direction. I don't think I'll give him too much, but I think he deserves more than five because he was he aided in that progression. He's part of it. He didn't fight against it. He didn't try and regress it. He was... Yeah, it's, it's one of those annoying ones where... Because um, he didn't do many things like building huge buildings yeah. that we can point at and look and say, look, it's a big building. Um, <laughs> he just did lots of small little reforms yeah. that just don't sound that impressive when you're reading them in a list. But countries and empires need those. Right. Uh, and Leo pushes it. So... I think six... I, I was thinking... I was debating the push to seven, but I, yeah, I think, I think a six uh, is a fair score. I think... Despite what I've just said, I want to see a nice big building to go up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Next. Image of What do you think it looks like? Man with a beard. Basically what we wish we both looked like. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. A bit Gandalfy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a mosaic. Oh. From the Hajj Sophia. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a mosaic of him on the floor showing his subservience to God. Here he is. Oh, he's got a beard. He's got a nice big chunky beard. Oh, he's a big chunky beard. He's got wow. a little hat. He's got massive hands. His his hands are twice the size of his entire head. That is insane. Yeah. Mosaics must be hard to do anyway. I've never tried to make one, but <laughs> there's no way that's an easy thing to do. And having a man crawling towards someone's foot, um, it's going to be tricky. So I think they yeah. did an alright job there. He's got lots of good robes. He's got a halo. He looks drunk. Um, he does. All very sad. He's got long hair as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, long hair. Oh, oh that's a fringe. fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leo. You just lost two points at least immediately there. Because I really, really try and just mentally take out all the fringes of history. Yeah. Uh, but This you, is one too many. You can't remove that one. That's not... <gasps> Could be the base of his hat. It could. Let's say it is. Let's say it is. There we go. But does that mean that hair's the base of a hat? Or is it? Oh, it's a fringe, isn't it? It's, it's a fringe. fringe. It's a fringe. That's a shame, because apart from that, it's pretty good. Mm. I was going to go for seven, but I've got to take two off. So, <laughs> so five. Five. I'm, I'm loving the beard. I'm going for a, I'm going for a seven. It's also a really cool mosaic, isn't it? Yeah, actually, I'm, going, no. I'm going for a full seven. Yeah, we've not had something nice like this for a while. Yeah, no, you're right, seven. 3.5. Temple completed. Any ideas? 15. 886 to 912. I can work that out. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. 30. 26, 26 years. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Oh, you almost caught me with bad adding then. So I've only got two problems with maths. Counting. <laughs> Did um, 
which is an impressive score of 3.25 in this round. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's just one of those that just ticked along, ticked along, ticked along, did all right. Yeah. Lost a war, won a war. Mm. Yeah, not bad. Right, final score then. 31.75. It's not a bad score at all. That's pretty good. Uh, it's not great, though, is it? It's not great, but it's in the 30s. It's in the 30s, 30s club. But does he have it? Does he have a certain genesis? I'm not feeling it. No, no, my. The, the, the little bit at the end with the sending the letters off. There were some great moments. They were some good moments. Oh, political fighty. Does he deserve a bonus point for that? You can have a point for it, but. That's going back all the way back to the room, though, isn't it? That's, that's down the corridor. I can't be bothered. No. no ten's good. That's yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no, I'm just not... It's not quite enough, is it? No. It's not bad. But he's done well. I enjoyed the story. Yeah. It's a good narrative. Rob, well done. Not a bad story, but just not a great emperor. He was a good emperor. Yes. He was a good emperor. Well done. And the beard alone, I mean, yeah. that's got most of the points, but... But not to be... Who's next? He tried to box his brother. Well, remember, who's emperor? Oh, his son. No, his no. son's an heir. But as you rightly pointed oh, out... Oh, his brother, Alexander. Alexander's co-emperor. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So it's not a case of the emperor's dead, who's the heir. It's one of the emperors is dead. Who's the... Oh! Oh, it's Alexander. Oh. Oh, he's in a tail. <laughs> so, he's next. Yay! Let's see how he does. Right. Okay, then. Thank you very much for listening this week. Do all the things that we like you to do. Take that how you will. <laughs> Um, which which is, just to clarify, um, you can download us on Publi iTunes Stitcher. You can uh, please leave a comment. We we enjoy it when you leave us comments. Oh, yes. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, please do. And um, until next time. Deep, deep, deep. Attention, deep, this vehicle is deep, reversing. Deep, Attention, deep. this vehicle. today. Forgive me, Father, for I am about to sin. Uh, about to sin? I mean, that's not really traditional. Usually you've already sinned, son. What, what sin are you planning to commit? Well, it's my son, Vladimir. He's taking this country back to the bad old days where we all used to kill each other. Oh, um, what sin shall you commit? I'm planning on killing him until he stops. Um, let me just grab my Bible, because I'm not... Let me just check, sir. Let me just check through here. In 45 places, you're not allowed to do that, King Boris. What? You're not allowed to kill people. It is, it is literally against God, humanity, and... Oh, for God's sake, man. You bloody priest. You come over here into my country telling me what to do or not do. Or if I want to kill my son, I can bloody... One, two... Would keep counting. Five. Six. Have you considered other options, sir? Eight. Nine. Ten. What other options? I want to kill him and put my other son on the throne. Well, killing is quite harsh and, quite frankly, absolutely forbidden by by God. Um, Why don't you just talk to him? See if you can really see really see his point of view. Put yourself in his eyes. See the world from his view. 
Ah, yes, father, I see what you're getting at. Vladstock, pack the spoons, the vinegar, and the donkeys. Let's go and sin. Tragedy. Tra then tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Then tragedy. 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 <laughs> but then tragedy struck. Sing, sing the sing the song. Tragedy. Don't want to sing the song. Tragedy. Uh, but then tragedy struck. Did that sound right? Yeah. Tragedy struck. Oh, tragedy. Tra tragedy. Is that right? Tra tra tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy struck. Yeah, it's it, hard it's to not, say. It's not that easy to say. Yeah. But then something really, really bad happened. <laughs>